Hello, Coyotes fans. Welcome to another episode of the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. I am Tyler, joined as always with my stat man, Grandy, his now official name, MMA man Chase. Boys, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Tyler. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing well, boys. It's uh, been a little bit since we last spoke, since the last episode, but uh, feeling a little under the weather. But other than that, uh, you know, pretty good. Obviously, disappointing with the the way that the season is going to be turning out here a little bit. But, but you know, we do what we do, and we do what we can, and we'll get through it, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's uh, what a collapse. <laughs> what a, but I mean. Hopefully, uh, we can get a better foundation for next year and the year after. That's uh, kind of my hope. But yeah, losing streak killed us, man. I mean, it just mm-hmm. any any chance that we realistically had um, when you start losing that many games in a row, and obviously St. Louis came on at the right time. It's just recipe for a disaster. We all would have loved to see them make it, but then. Uh, well, I guess right now we'd be playing the Avalanche as the four versus one in our in our division, but I I'd, I'd definitely stay away from the Avalanche buzzsaw. But you know, I I wouldn't like our chances against the Knights either. And I'm just sitting here pining after a 2023 top two pick. There you go. <laughs> really are, really are. I need a cold shower for that one. <laughs> just remember the names: Connor Bedard and Matai Machkov. I'll probably forget tonight when I go to sleep, but Bedard I'm trying to match. Bedard match car. Okay, got it. Match car and Bedard. <laughs> I can remember that. <laughs> there's a quiz later. Yo, there's there? Oh, jeez. Well, I better study then. Spelling but, is required, Tyler. Oh, God. That's even... I can do Bedard. You, don't, don't worry. You have two full years to study up for that quiz, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Time goes by pretty fast. My luck, I'll probably forget. And he also remind me, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I totally study. I'm a great student. Uh, so, of- what's that? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, speaking of which, there's, I mean, there's really not too much to dissect about the Coyotes' recent play. It's not really. It's tough. I mean, outside of, outside bunting. of, and bunting, it's hard yeah. to really be too infatuated with anybody's play over the last really two months um keller and garland started out the year just incredible and then they've both taken long absences where they're invisible Um, kemper even before his injury kemper wasn't kemper Post injury, he's trending towards a bad goalie. Almost, it's kind of scary to watch. I know personally, I don't, I don't fault Tockett to, for continuing to go back to him, like most in the Coyote fan base seems to be doing, because he's your number one goalie, man. Look at a, look at what he's done for us in the past. Look at where he's carried us in the past. You got, you gotta, you gotta have faith in him. Exactly. I agree there. But yeah, outside of Chikrin, who really should be up for Norris consideration this year and isn't going to get it because... We well, stink. Stink, and... Small market team. Yeah, it's just... It's a rough... It's a, it, it was a rough end to the, a year that started out looking a lot better than it ended. 
And that's really all I'm going to say about our stretch of games. Like I said, it has me pining for future draft picks. Yep, it's definitely frustrating, like I alluded to earlier. But uh, what do you guys want to get into next? Well, I think we have some news all around. And we kind of covered what I talking about. I want to talk about the, you know, the lack of depth, and it definitely was already covered. Uh, but it appears that the NHL, this is a bit, bit of old news, but something we still wanted to talk about anyway, because I think it's an entertaining topic. Uh, the NHL is going to be on TNT. Uh, what is it, starting next season, right? I'm pretty sure it's starting next season. Or is it maybe two years from now? Something like that. Nope, it's next year. It's next yeah. year? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and just, they have a very famous, I'm sure anybody who's a basketball fan, I'm a new basketball fish. I'm kind of trying to get back into the, the grind of it. Uh, they have the NBA on TNT, which is infamous, let's just say, um, for very reasons. And I was wondering what you guys would, if you were uh, the TNT programmers, who would you want as your dream anchor team uh, okay. to cover that? Yeah, been, before you get into that, Grandy, um, hmm. do yourselves a favor if you haven't watched the documentary about inside the NBA, uh, the TNT documentary. It's, That's it's, what it's called HBO Max, I believe. It's freaking phenomenal. I'll hmm. check do that. that. Watch that one personally. Um, but anyways, as I was going to get into, um, so my dream team, you got to have the two guys who, uh, whether through great chemistry or through great clashes, are just an absolute riot. So I'm going to bring in for my dream team, Paul Bissonnette and Ryan Whitney, to start it off. That's a good pick. Then I'm going to bring in the knowledgeable, the knowledgeable guy that talks a lot of hockey. It's decently fun to listen to and is far more personable than you would ever expect. And Bruce Boudreau is going to play the central role in that to keep everybody uh, on page. Going to be the Ernie. Yep, he would be the Ernie. And then I would bring in Big Brett Hall, get his opinion on stuff. And just, I don't know. I think it would be entertain. I think he would be an entertaining guy along the lines of a Shaq, where he may not have as much knowledge about the modern game. He may always pine for the old school days. He may tell you to kiss his ring a hell of a lot, but let's be real. That's what makes Shaq fun. Absolutely, especially with the him and Charles Barkley always going off on each other. Oh yeah. So what are you? What are your guys's? Uh, you know, it's. It's hard. I kind of thought, like, what I want to do, like, an inside the NHL kind of deal, what I want to do something kind of on our own. And it's kind of like I'm a, I'm a mix of that. I do like the, uh, you said, the Bizonette and the Ryan Whitney. I think that'd be a good mix, too. And I almost thought, why not add RA? But I just wasn't sure how good he would do on television sort of thing. I don't know how well that would be. But definitely like Bizonette. I definitely think he's a really, really good personality. Definitely that kind of guy that would say what's on his mind for sure. Both of them are. Um, maybe Todd Walsh. I would love to see nothing more than his personal stories for 30 minutes between whatever it may be, but not really. Um, it's tough. Is it, isn't Charles Barkley has a connection? Didn't I see someone who said he could do NHLs too or something like that? Doesn't he have some kind of connection or like hockey or something? He's a big hockey fan. I don't know if it's something you'd want in there every Yeah, It would definitely be entertaining for segments at a time, but he is a He's a big hockey fan, and he has actually talked about how he enjoys playoff hockey more than he enjoys playoff basketball at this point. Yep. 
and how he enjoys hockey as a sport more than basketball as a sport as it currently is. Yep. Makes sense. Be a good personality too. I think he would be cool to have with again, like, you know, Ryan Whitney. That those those are really good picks. Those are really, really good. I wish I thought of that first, to be honest with you. Um, I would almost do I like the hockey guy. I know he wouldn't want to ever do network TV. I totally get that. It's not his thing. Totally get it. But I do really like his analysis. I like his program too. But I'm not sure, to be honest, outside of that. I can't really think of anybody that else I'd want. And not Antoine Vermette. The hockey (laughs) hockey guy is my favorite favorite, uh, YouTuber out there. For sure. It'd be tough to see him outside of the YouTube format because he. Yeah, I don't think it would work. I think he could too, and he's an unabashed fan of the game, which is why he's always such a great listen. He really is. And he's very fair, and he's very. He, I really, if you guys don't listen or watch the hockey guy, that is his YouTube channel name. If you don't watch or listen to him, start. He is fantastic and knowledgeable and very fair to every team out there and works his butt off I mean, the dude he really puts the maximum effort in the show I mean, he does previews and reviews of every game every night it's it's i mean that is some dedication i mean i've not seen for even some networks don't even do that no he is he is fantastic and he is better than he is but he is the best coverage we have right now in the nhl which is why we want to which is why we as a podcast really hope tnt nails hockey like they have basketball so far. Yep. I think they will. You know, when you pay that much money, I mean, you're definitely going to make sure it works. You're definitely going to really make sure you nail it because that is nothing to scoff at. I wish I had that kind of money. What's, nice. your, what's your dream ch- team, Chase? Oh, I struggle putting Top this one Walsh. together. But yeah. Top Walsh. But my, uh, my first thing is uh, I wish that uh, Strades was still around because I think, I think that I'd put him probably first on my list right in there. Um, love Dave Strader. We got blessed here. You know, got, got to have him call Coyotes games for a while. And just an unreal dude. Um, and um, after that, um, I know Biz has already been picked, but I gotta throw him in there. He's just such a personality, such an outgoing guy. And the dude just, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what he puts out. His content is, is golden. Um, gosh. Other people. Hmm. One just hit me. Lindsay Fry. I think uh, she would kind of bring in a different perspective. I don't know how she'd do on TV again. I mean, she seems to do pretty good just in our little Valley Sport, Fox Sports, whatever it's called now. But yeah. I think she might be an interesting choice, you know, especially with her accolades and all that stuff. Accolades, whatever you pronounce it. She is fantastic, and I am selfishly not putting her on there. Yep. He is my replacement for Tyson Nash if or when the franchise moves on from him as a color guy. Yep, agreed there. Uh, I do like Tyson Nash, though. I do. I, even though he says weird stuff like that's a muffin and a pepperoni pizza. I don't know. I just find him entertaining. I really do. Maybe I'm just <laughs> psycho. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit this one, boys. I am drawing a blank right now after those, those two. two. Uh... Thankfully, we've got multiple more times of recording before. <laughs> yeah. And the is coming. So, so uh, Tyler, gaming is kind of your stratosphere right? mm-hmm. as far as gaming teams go. What do you have about this new Coyote gaming team that has been put together? So it's from something, and I haven't heard of this until the Coyotes did something with it, to be honest with you. It's Rival Sports. It's some kind of program or situation. It's not like my dad. Um, that you 
so I, I watched the Twitch stream. I was off at work, and I don't know. I just happened to see the notification on Twitch. It was like, Howler's live playing, uh, I think he was playing uh, NHL. And I was like, why not? Let's watch it. Uh, he has, it's Howler and this other guy. I don't remember his name. Sorry, dude, if you end up finding this. Um, and they play games. They also host tournaments. So you, you all could have joined, and they give out prizes. They, last week, it was uh, like a grab bag. had like a Coyotes jersey. I don't know if it was a youth jersey or whatever a water bottle, some stickers, and Howler put his paw print on the copy of NHL. I don't know. It was a whole thing. But it's interesting to me, because I know there's a few NBA teams that have some like full-on esports teams. I think it's just interesting how they're kind of expanding into that market and how big it's kind of growing. The only thing that kind of keeps me from it is they don't really play a lot of games that I'm super interested in outside of Rocket League. you know. But I enjoyed it, though. Definitely think it's cool that they're going to try and grow it and all that good stuff. You guys yeah, check it out sometime. It'll definitely bring in, you know, a different type of fan, I feel like. I mean, you look at all these households now. I mean, gaming used to have that stigma around it where it was like, you know, the geeky people, you know, just sit away in their house all day and, and play games. But we don't I mean, do that. It, it's so mainstream nowadays. I mean, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a house with, you know, somebody that's obviously not. 80 years old or 70 years old anything under that i feel like you're probably going to have a console in the, in the home um so it's, it's definitely interesting it'll be interesting to see what comes from that i don't really follow the esports scene too much i, I do game i you know I've, i like to when i get an opportunity to but uh i'll definitely be following up for sure following it along how about you grandy i'll definitely be following following along with it um but yeah, it's the same thing here. Just bringing in a new fan base is always a plus. Always a plus. We need as much of that as we can get. And I don't watch much. I don't watch much professional gaming outside of watching a few Twitch channels here and there. But hey, extra content is extra content. Extra fans is extra fans. No matter how or where they come from, I will take them. Yeah, exactly. And you hope that, uh, you know, it's going to reach, you know, kind of like the, the younger generation that, um, you know, that, that's from Arizona that can hopefully grow into being a Coyotes fan as opposed to, um, you know, like I feel like right now a lot of people in the Valley are fans, quote unquote. But, uh, you know, there's there's lots of transplants or people that have, you know, followed other teams beforehand and, you know, kind of that way. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to kind of tap into that market where, um, you know, they're new fans of the sport that haven't exactly, um, you know, followed another team and then, you know, landed on the Coyotes or, or whatnot. So hopefully we can, you know, generate some first time fans and, you know, lifelong fans of, of our beloved franchise. It's also good connection wise. You know, I like how recently the last, uh, what, like five, six years, you have like the whole, just the Valley thing. We have that all AZ, you know, Twitter thing. I'm glad, you know, we're all kind of getting along. And I think it's cool. Like, like you said, it'll bring forth these kids that are Coyotes fans from the Valley and kind of have a lot of fun. I hope they play other games though. I only follow really like esports wise, pretty much League of Legends and Rocket League, which that exposed myself. Uh, my Twitter is uh, at Legend of Tyler, by the way. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like you guys said, I mean, there's more to really add about that outside of our next topic. If you guys are uh, ready for the big one, the uh, the main course, if you will, are you ready? Yeah, I got my right. I got my uh, 
haters hat on and full. <laughs> <laughs> Always got my haters hat on. Drop your hat. Drop your drop your Twitter handle in the chat. But, um, <laughs> so I'm just gonna phrase it uh, like the NHL sees it because I'm I were a good fan run podcast. Uh, a Mr. Tom Wilson did a hockey move to another player, um, Panarin, and it resulted in how do I phrase it a um, not so well-liked uh, deal. Um, we were all kind of shocked, all kind of ready to go. And uh, All right, Granny, you got the hater hat on first, man. Get in there. See what, let's see what you well, think. Well, first off, what he did to Panarin, he didn't even get punished for. What he did to Panarin isn't even part of his punishment. What his $5,000 meager little fine was was for punching the defenseless Buknevich in the back of the head before then going and trying to fight Ryan Strom, who was already engaged with another uh, Capitals player and was kind of in a scrum with him. And then when Panarin came in to try to separate it all, try to peel him off of Strom, he turned around, yanked at his head, and grabs him and forces him down onto the ice head first. Now Panarin will miss the rest of the year. Out of all of that scrum, the only thing the NHL thought was even remotely bad was the punch to the back of Buknevich's head for $5,000. No bigger fine. No suspension. And, oh, let's see, who's the next game that they play? Oh, the Rangers. I don't see how this is going to go bad at all. I mean... I can really see where the Department of Player Safety is really caring about player safety by taking these actions and taking these steps. Can't you guys? Oh, for sure. I mean, if I got slammed to very, very soft, comfortable ice, I would also hope that they would only suspend him for $5,000. It's only my rest of my season. I wouldn't be too mad about it, you know? It is ridiculous. I mean, to not even, like, I just want to know, and we usually try to keep it pretty, tame on this podcast i know we're a budding podcast we're trying to grow here but honestly i, I wanted to be a fly on the wall in that room and just hear them discuss like oh hit him in the back of the head there it is we'll find on five thousand dollars i just don't I, I don't understand why that was how is that a hockey play i know hits happen i know things happen i know sometimes you're gonna get away with things and ref doesn't see you know it was an unspoken rule in many sports especially contact sports but I mean, this was, and when you showed it in slow motion, it looked even worse. Honestly, it looked bad before. Don't get me wrong, but when I saw it in slow motion, I was like, "Holy crap! How his head bent like a freaking L!" I mean, come on, his that was just—I don't know how it's only no game suspension, all not even one. And it's not like, and Tom Wilson's been how many times has he had issues like this? I mean, this isn't his first rodeo, for sure. No, so Neckney Flyers got into a scrum and. They're fighting, and Crosby pushes um, Konechny's head into the ice two times. And all the Tom Wilson and Capital stands out there start to rise up and say, where is the outrage over this? Because, you know what, Crosby's been a relatively clean player his entire career. Tom Wilson has this happen every three, four months like clockwork. When you have a player with that history 
when you have something like that happen, you need to make sure you throw the book at him to try to ensure it doesn't happen again. The fact that the next game the Capitals play is the New York Rangers again, and they don't see how it's not an issue for Tom Wilson to get out there is bad. The Rangers are out of the playoffs. What's to stop the Rangers from saying, you know what? He only got fined 5000 Hey, this one player can miss the rest of his year, and it won't really affect us. Go take out his knee. Yep. It's just, it, it begets more violence. It begets more dirty play. And this, for multiple reasons, needs to get out of the NHL. We all love hits. We all love physical play. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Even me, who's pretty... I'm not the biggest fan of fighting out there, but even me, I love the physical play. I love the guys who go and bang in the bo- in the corners. I love a good, clean hit. It's awesome. It is exciting. This is an off-the-play, off no, after-the-play scrum all this happened in. Yep. How is this entertaining to watch? How is this... So even from that aspect, how did this not get caught? Then you have to take into a f- player safety. Player safety. You can't sit there and say you care about player safety and then go, oh, well, that's just a $5,000 fine. Um, like you said earlier. Don't I mean, sorry. taking up most of the time with my rant. It's just... I oh, have no, you're good. No, no, you're good. You made a valid point. And like you said earlier in the, in the uh, group chat, one thing I really want to bring up is what really hits it home for me is when you said it'd be like taking $100 from my paycheck kind of thing. Because we can afford like All of us can afford 100 bucks. Yeah, it sucks. But let's be honest. We'll recover, right? Yeah. So when you're a hockey player making, I don't know how much he makes. I'm not going to look it up. I'm sure it's in the millions. I don't know, to be honest. 5K to him is like, oh, okay. A piece of I, toilet paper. Essentially, yeah. Do the math. It was literally for somebody who makes what my salary is, and I am not going to repeat that. It is literally a hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's inconvenient, but it's not the end of the world. You're not starving. You know what I mean? No, yep. it's not. it's like, oh well, that's dumb. I hate losing that, but yeah. I'll make it back next week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I, I mean, I won't reiterate your guys' points because, I mean, we're pretty much all on the same page as, as far as this goes. Um, but the the thing that trips me up about this whole thing is that, um, so you've got, you've got this Department of Player Safety, you know, they meet and decide that this is the worthy punishment, which is asinine. I mean, it doesn't matter which way you slice it, which way you look at it. It's pathetic. It looks terrible. Um, and then they, I mean, at some point daily and Batman, I mean, they, they have to sign off on this too. Right. So I, I mean, how, how does this go through this governing board all the way up to the top, which I would assume, I don't know exactly how, you know, the chain of command works for this department of player safety and stuff like that. But I mean, you've got to assume that commission, you know, daily are plugged into this type of stuff. How, how does this get by? And how is this, what the, like, I mean, the statement that they're saying, like the optics of this is just, it's, it's terrible. I mean, like you touched on earlier, we all love the good, clean, physical play. And, you know, 
they're, they're always like, oh, you know, this is the type of stuff that we're trying to get rid of the out of the NHL. This is this type of stuff that needs to go away. This is causing too much injuries, too many games lost. This could have long lasting effects from concussions. I mean, I mean, name it, man. I mean, I am so appalled at how this is handled that I, I mean, I just I, I'm in disbelief. I, I mean, I when I saw this news come down. I was like, you're going to be kidding me. Because, I mean, I, I posted the clip as soon as it was up on Twitter in our group chat. And I'm just like, Jesus, Wilson. Like, I mean, okay, so you've got this huge long track record. Then you go and pull some bull. You can bleep that. You can baloney. What I'm going to say right there. Um, baloney. On the blank. But, you know, I mean, it's just like, how? How, how does this go unchecked? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, like Grandy said, this COVID season, we're playing all these back-to-back games against the same teams. They don't freaking like each other. You add this on top of it, I'm expecting to see some outrageous, nasty stuff. So, like, I mean, well done. You sent the right message because you went against exactly the opposite of what you're trying to do and trying to eliminate from the game. I just, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, and the, but the funny thing is, if anybody's going to have the rule book, if anyone's going to have the rule book sitting there like a Bible at a church, it's going to be the player safety committee. If anybody else, it'd be them. And I mean, Oh yeah, dude. And I used to watch that, those videos and they'd be like, Oh, this is what happened. This is what rule they're breaking. Oh, and then it caused an injury. So given this, 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 and this, this player's history, I mean, look at, um, you know, like Cook or, you know, Rafi Torres, which we saw firsthand because oh, yeah. he was yep. here. But it's like, man, <laughs> this punishment does not even come close to fitting the crime. Yeah. And I, I just, I think just putting it out there and not explaining it, even if you do the corporate, you know, little black or white text over a black box kind of thing, you should explain it. Because you know it's controversial. You know it's going to have fans. And then the New York Rangers applied. And I don't blame them for applying. I would probably have said the same thing. They said it very uh, professional. You know, props to them. I probably would have added a few yep. more curse words. You know, sponsored uh, curse words. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was awesome. Classy. Good on Classy. It, yeah, it, good it, on, it defends good on their the point. The Rangers have consistently supported their players this offseason. When the off-ice kerfuffle happened with Panarin earlier this yep. season. They backed him up. His defense. That was awesome to see. Mm-hmm. He jumped to his defense here again. If you're a star player out there, you're paying attention to that. You're oh, for sure. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, players right. talk. They all do. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to mention, like, I mean, <sighs> do I think that this makes Tom Wilson, like, the worst person on earth? No. Do I think he plays a good game? Yes. He plays very physical a lot of time, you know, right on that fine line that we're always talking about. But the dude's got skill. This crap doesn't need to happen, man. No, it doesn't. He's not Ryan Reeves, who is only in the league for this one particular skill. He plays remarkably well. He is a good player. Yep. He just not for whatever reason, play clean. And we've seen this time and time again with players. Matt Cook is one of the more recent examples where he just couldn't play clean. 
Yeah, I could clean it up for a little bit coming off the of suspension, but you know, fifteen games or so later, man, it's another one's coming, another one's coming. Yep. <laughs> at that point, it's like you got to start taking away games. You know, you can find the first two times, sure, whatever, okay, fine. But when it's this much, and it, you you actually ended a player's season, you you took out a player for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's six games, whatever, doesn't matter in playoffs, whatever, doesn't matter. Where you should have to lose games too in that in that in this case, if you're a repeat offender, like I said, McKinnon with the whole helmet thing, which happened what, a couple weeks ago, two three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, like you said earlier, you know McKinnon's pretty clean, not really known. I still think he should have gotten some suspension, but that you know that's neither here nor there. It's just I I want to know what the league was thinking with this one. I want to know like what what made you decide that this dude getting dropped on his head and the punch and all the rest of stuff. Was only just a five k fine. Like what? What about it? That's my only question. After the NHL is is fine if that's the rule. But I mean, what if somebody else does it? Is it the same thing? Are you yeah. gonna give? You know what to say? God forbid, Darcy Kemper does another one of those little chokes he did on what's his name, and it yeah. does a similar thing. It's like so. Does Kemper only get five k? If he gets more than that, well, why do he get more? You know. So now you're just. It seems you just you open Pandora's box. And now it's like, okay, so what's the, what's the standard? What's the rule? You know, what, what what are we going with here? You guys are supposed to set the rule. You're supposed to be the one say, well, hey, this, you do this, then this. Right. Yep. And like Grandy alluded to earlier, I mean, the, the Panarin thing, uh, the, the, I mean, it wasn't even mentioned, you know, in, in this fine. It was the punch to the back of the head of somebody that was laying literally flat down on the ice, face first, defenseless. And he got cold cocked in the back of the head. And then he goes over, gets involved with Strom. I mean, whatever. We can debate that. I mean, there's really no debate in my eyes. But uh, if, if somebody's engaged with somebody else, you, I mean, you don't start swinging at them. Um, and then he ragdoll Panarin. And that, that just goes unnoticed. I'm pretty sure he threw him Panarin down at least twice or threw him down once and connected with a blow or something like that. It's just like, I mean, it's so all over the place. Any one of those incidents you feel like would get more than this $5,000 fine. It's a $5 fine. <laughs> we got freaking nothing. You know, I mean, it's, it's insane. And it's, this isn't even my team that I'm trying to defend here, obviously. I know I'm not a Ranger hater or a Ranger fan or anything like that, but just an outsider looking in, I, disgusting, to be frank. If, if there's any Capital fans out there listening to this podcast, any sensed just think about how you would feel if this was somebody doing this same thing to Kuznetsov or um just 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 think about how you would feel if you watch somebody do that same thing to backstrom and in his season you'd be irate you'd be calling for his head you wouldn't be sitting there defending it we as fans defend our team through ridiculous stuff i know this firsthand I used to, when it first happened, defend the the hit on Hosa, and yeah, that was that was that was bad. That was dirty. That was that it was stupid of me to defend that. Everything I knew it was dirty, but I understand the fan impulse to defend your team and defend your players. But man, when somebody crosses the line this often, you have to hold him accountable as a fan base yourself too. This doesn't help your team, no matter how much you may think it does. There's really no point, too. Like you're saying, I mean, like, what am I going to say? So, like, when that whole article in February or whatever, 
Yeah, it sucks when your team does stupid stuff. It sucks when your team is the one with the drama or like the Aaron Rodgers. Like I hate to be a Packers fan right now. That must really suck. But at the same time, it's like you, you also just can't – you have to hold everybody accountable. You know what I mean? Because I guess like you said it perfectly. You nailed it when you said what has happened to Kuznetsov and Backstrom. I mean the tables will be flipped, and you know they would, most of you. Some of you still defend it, and that's fine. Hey, look, if you're willing to do that, and you're that's hey, – I, I can respect that. At least you're, you're doubling down and you're you know, keeping it – uh, consistent but i mean yeah i think uh i mean i don't know again my biggest question is how is that only 5k and not multiple games i just want, I just want your reasoning it's fine that you chose to do that but why what what made it one way or the other you, you just you open pandora's box like i said it, it's gonna get messy they usually post the the reason why video about a day after the finer suspension comes out so they'll probably post one tomorrow so keep an eye out for that Oh boy, that'll but be fun. My biggest disappointment in all of this isn't even with George Peros. George Peros was a goon when he was in the league. We shouldn't have expected anything different. My biggest disappointment comes from the fact that Ray Whitney was added to add a skilled player voice to this. And it's yeah. gotten worse since he's been in. Yeah, and some of his comments have thrown us off, Grandy. I, I remember having this conversation with you. Um, just, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what it was about. I, I want to say, um, turn your back to the player to brace yourself against the boards and getting, you know, checked into the boards. I, I want to say it was something along those lines. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I remember having this conversation. And it's, it's definitely frustrating as, since we all love Ray Whitney, the wizard, and all that good stuff. But damn, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that famous phrase, you know, you either die a hero or. I live long enough to become the villain, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think we've uh, gotten hot enough over that subject. And I think we've debated that subject enough. You want to move on yeah. to that one, Tyler? Yeah, so, I don't think we'll ever get riled up for anything between the Rangers and Capitals ever again. Like, we just got riled yeah, up. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard because we're, it's, it's, like our, it's our favorite sport. It brought us together. It, it's like our, the biggest thing. We talk about it every single day of our lives, pretty much day to night. And you see something like this happen, it's like a, it's almost personal, almost, you know, I don't want to sound weird, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say here. So, yeah, I mean, of course it's passionate. All three of us don't just watch the Coyotes either. All three of us watch games from other teams. Yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. All three of us have Game Center and have spent a lot of time this year watching hockey. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, Coming. Yeah. It, so, I watch it at work. Sorry, boss. We love we love Panarin. We love all these guys. We have feelings for players outside of just our own. But the thing is, is when I view that hit, I view it as, man, what if somebody did that to Chikrin? How would I feel? As, Choose violence. As the guys will tell you, I'm usually pretty reserved when it comes to laying blame for a bad hit because it happens. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's just, you don't mean to all the time. Not always malicious. It's not always malicious. With this, there's no argument about it being malicious or not. To do something like this takes a couple different malicious acts, and that's where it's just, what the hell, man? What the heck? H-E oh. double hockey sticks, baby. H-E double hockey sticks. Sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep saying it till they do it. I'm willing into the universe. It's going to happen. <laughs> and so, next topic, Tyler. All right. 
Well, since we're on the subject of NHL as a whole, so perfect transition brought to you by the Chirpin' Yotis podcast. Um, is there a legendary hockey player that you wish you could have seen live just when you missed out? He doesn't have to be dead. Go ahead and laugh it up. That's a funny point. Whatever. <laughs> um, just you, you just missed it. Um, Grandy, let's uh, see what you got. You always got interesting ones. Oh, man. Give me, give me two or three. You can get up to three. Up to three. No more than three. Yeah, up to three. Because I hope some of you take some of mine because I have so many. <laughs> so please go first. Mine will expose me. If I go first, it's going to expose me. Don't think I'm ready for that. No, it's not Antoine Vermette. I saw him live. All right, Daniel. I was just going to say that. But yeah. I've seen him live. I actually sat behind him uh, his bench when he came to visit Dallas once. So I've gotten very <laughs> up and close and personal. He touched my soul personally. So. I'd have to go, boys. Um, I think hmm, there's so many good ones, but I want to start with probably Pavel Bure. Um, I wish I could go and see him play. Like, I mean, dude was just dynamic. Just go do yourself a favor if you don't know the name, which I'm assuming if you're listening to us, you probably do know. But if you don't, go YouTube what that guy did on the ice. It's unreal. Um, next up, I would have to say, oh gosh, I gotta go Gordy. Gotta go Gordy Howe. That's one of mine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and third, hmm, uh, just because he was a little bit before my time, um, I'm gonna say Messier. I never That's got to see too. him play. Um, just, uh, you know, I mean, obviously. Um, the the guarantee that he put down and following through with that and again there's just I mean there's there's so many good choices you could pick here boys there, I don't think there's anything wrong um, that you could say but I, I think those would be my three. You want me to go, Grandy? You want to go first or before me? I can go if you're uh, if you still need time. I can go. No, I'm ready. Okay, then go. So. Oh man, you guys are. I'm about to expose myself again. I think every pod, I think I get worse and worse. I, if you had a fan poll, I, I bet I had to be third place. I'm sure I am. Um, but one of mine would definitely be uh, Nicholas Lidstrom. I have not gotten to see him live. I have his book. Um, I have actually a lot of Red Wings books, actually. Great pick. Uh, I saw him. And, I yeah. just, I missed out. I, I didn't get to see Zetterberg, which I'm really yeah. happy about. I got to see Zetterberg in his last season, and I'm very, very thankful I got to go to that game. I was very happy. I have his jersey. I have a my second pick. Oh, man, exposing myself again. Uh, Pavel Datsuk is one I also did not get to see live, but I, um, growing up, I grew up with both teams, the Coyotes and the Red Wings. I love both. I'm a more Coyotes fan, obviously, uh, as I am part of a podcast for them. And they're my favorite when it comes down to it, but Love the Red Wings and Pavel Datsuk's one I never got to see live. I watched a ton of his games, even some of his KHL stuff when he went over there. And every time my friend would kind of come over to watch hockey or try to get into it, I definitely would show him Datsuk highlights and um, stuff like that. My last one, I was tempted to put Wayne Gretzky, but I think I'm going to put Jeremy Roenick. I don't, uh, I think I did technically see him live. I went to a game in like 99, but I was like six, five, six years old when, uh, I went to that, so can't really count. I was wait, I'd be five. I'd have been five, so I remember it, but I don't remember a lot of it. I remember it being loud and cold, and it was a whiteout game playing the Blues in the playoffs. I had a ticket stub somewhere, 
Um, so I'd like to see him as a functioning adult, uh, see him play. So those are my three picks. Those are solid choices, brother. So for my three, I'm going to cheat with my first one. I'm going to cheat twice on it, and I don't care what you guys have to say. How do you cheat? <laughs> How is it a cheat? Wait, I- I'm confused. There's no so test. The first one, I'm going to go with Yager and Lemieux back in Yager's prime. Ooh, that's I'm a good choice. Once. I'm cheating once because it's two players in one. But hey, oh, they, I see. They okay. Once. And twice I'm cheating because I did see a 43-year-old Yager play live. I just... I see. Um, Who do you play for when you saw him? I think it was the Florida. Panthers. I think it was the Panthers. Hmm. Don't quote me on that, though, because he played quoting you. at the end of his career. Yep. Um, Doesn't everybody... Play for the Panthers at the end of their career? <laughs> Pretty much. But Yager, I'm, as, you, as you two know, Yager is my favorite player of all time. He is the guy who I've always said just, I mean, if there was a guy I could go back and watch in his prime, it's him. So I want to start off with those two. Then I'm going to go with the guy who might have changed hockey more than any other guy in the history of the sport with Bobby Orr. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Back before or defenseman had one job, and that was defend. Legend. And then Orr comes along and just blows everyone away. Scoring 140 points from the back end, it's just, oh man. And almost single-handedly changed the way the NHL is played. Defensemen join the rush so much now because... Bob Yor showed what could be done with that. Um, just an absolute legend and an absolute, oh, just yeah, absolutely great. And then my third, I thought I had it locked up. Oh, but Chase actually took him. Well, you can oh. still use it. Make a new one. Nope, I'm gonna make a new one. All right, who do um, you take? I am actually, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to say it. Wayne Gretzky. Okay. That's not the a bad, Wizard. I mean, that's not a bad one. The wizardry, specifically Wayne Gretzky on the Oilers. The wizardry, the connection with Curry, the invention of the one-timer. I mean, all of it just, all of it just together. Just watching the greatest player of all time live would be an experience. For sure. Yeah, especially at that point in his career. Oh, yeah. Um. Who was who were you gonna take that I took? Burry? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um all good picks. Tyler's Tyler's picks were all great too, don't get me wrong. I just I have happened to see all three of his live, so Yep. Lucky um, man. <laughs> That's man, if I can go back, I just unfortunately I I moved to Texas a couple of years ago, so I didn't get a chance when they all those series we had with the Red Wings and stuff. So I missed out on a lot, but I did see, like I said, Zetterberg. That was really nice. I'm really, really glad I got to see him. And that's you was special. And Lidstrom, oh, yeah. Lidstrom had the nickname "the perfect human" for a reason. He, oh, his yeah. book is good too. His book is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Fantastic read. I just, just love to hate the Red Wings, man. But God, dang, were they special? They were. And the thing is, is outside of Holmstrom and Franzen. 
I didn't hate any of their players. I hated the team. Cronwell? I hated the logo. I hated the fans. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, no. uh, <laughs> Only part-time, so it's fine. But I could not hate Lidstrom. I could not hate Datsuk. I couldn't even hate Zetterberg. They were just... Oh, man. Just like with Tyler, I was working on my brother for years to get him to watch hockey. He is now. He's a huge fan, and he's actually a listener of our podcast. Um, But when I was working on trying to get him to watch hockey, the highlights I would show him first were always Datsuk. Got to. Magician point. Oh, yeah. the, The thing is, is we have a verb around his name. Somebody pulls something off that's... Datsukian. That, yep, Datsukian. Just... Datsukian. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I actually wore his jersey... Uh, where was I at? To a Stars game. Uh, just randomly. It was one of the, I was one of those guys, but I didn't have another jersey. I was like, yeah, I wore my Datsuk. So he went up to the game. And a lot of people, certain people were like, hey, I like your jersey. Hey, respect, man. Datsuk's awesome. It was just the weirdest but cool experience. Like, man, I feel like I accomplished something. It wasn't me. It was my jersey, but still. Still a pretty cool experience, not going to lie. Datsuk was killer, man. Like like oh, I yeah. said, he, he's one of those that um, you, you love to watch from afar, and you just can't stand it when your team's playing them. Like, I mean, I have vivid memories of him. In those uh, back-to-back playoff years, when it was like nine and ten, I believe, and just freaking just torching us, man, and you know Deacon Brizgalov and just putting it away. I mean, he's he scored some special special goals, and yeah, I, I mean, when you brought up the Datsukian thing, I mean, there's no there's nobody else that kind of has that i mean you know everybody always is like oh you know they're whatever player ask or you know kind of in that same fold but when you do special things night in and night out like the magician did datsuk i mean datsuki and that that is probably amazing you know he's got to be like holy holy crap i've got i inspired this whole generation humble too Humble yep. guy. I mean, he'd probably be like, why are you name after me? What the heck? He's just that kind of guy. Really, just an absolute legend all around. Yep. Do, do you boys remember in the, I think it was the 09 playoffs, or maybe the, the 10, but hmm. the scene I gold from Nicholas Lidstrom, where it went mm-hmm. like five different legs on its way to the net. Oh, wow. I'll look that up on YouTube when the pod's over. Oh, I do remember that, Grandy. That, that was unbelievable. Like, Man, Smith couldn't have been screened more. The shot couldn't have been more perfectly placed. I mean, just... Those Ridiculous. two are just phenomenal. I mean, Nicholas Lidstrom is out there being one of the best defensemen in league history for 34 minutes a game. Yep. And then you have to contend with the firepower of Datsyuk and Zetterberg and Franzen, and it's unfair it is but it was real it was it's kind of like the modern day avalanche you know i mean boo hiss yeah yeah i mean yeah i i could definitely draw those comparisons i mean you you look at those teams like the that detroit had i mean they didn't call hockey town or i mean they still do but you know back then that term kind of rung true not so much currently or these past couple years which is 
honestly been quite strange. I mean, they were a staple there for what felt like my entire life. 25 uh, years of playoff, you know, yep. in a row. That's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, but then you look at the collection of talent that the Avalanche have amassed, whether it's veterans or these freaking stud prospects, man, that they just oh, seem yeah. to have growing on trees down there that they get to pick from. And you look at that team, and that is like the goal of every front office, I'm sure, is to have that team. And it, it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, we'll have Bedard in 20 or what, 2023, you said, right? And that's where we're going to have Bedard. <laughs> 2020. Match Car or whatever his name is. Matchkov. Matchkov. Yeah. Match so, you're all well, together. Let's oh, uh, tank for him. Come on, do it, PNBA. Do it. Oh. So, you guys, you guys think uh, Colorado has probably the, the best odds at this point to. Hate to say cup? it. Hate to say it, just because that night that rivalry. But yeah, I'd say so. Honestly, I actually won't. Ooh, because got, Grant? I didn't drink the Kool Aid. I look at that team, and I see a fatal weakness. And I don't goaltending. Yep, I don't like seeing a fatal weakness with uh. God, yeah, it is their Achilles heel. It really is. You're right. That really is their. It got worse with Devin Dubnik going down for two more weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they are one injury away from starting Jonas Johansson in the first Oof. round of the playoffs. Yikes. Wild aren't a team that you can mess around with. No. Yeah, they're better than the Wild. There's no doubt about that. But that Achilles heel, I mean, that's why they call it that. that that's it. With Jonas Johansson and Nett. Would you take the Avs over the Wild? I mean, I don't. I don't think so. To be honest with you, Grandy, I, I, I mean, that's a good point. Avalanche, so they're they're gonna have those. I mean, that's the thing about that team. Like, I mean, I feel like when they're at full strength, they can win a one-zero game, a two-one game, but also. I mean, the freaking firepower that that team has, they can win 7-6, 5-4. I mean, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter multiple if it's ways for them to win. I, I, feel like if, I feel like they could potentially pull it out. I feel like, though, for them to do it against a team like the Wild, which we've kind of discussed before, is a team that has surprised us. And, I mean, they're oh, on yeah. the right path now, and we didn't think that they were going to be worth it crap at the beginning of the year right going into the thing but sure i mean it would be an interesting series for sure i think you might go six or seven there i think the wild have a real chance to knock either of those two teams off i think for the avalanche it comes down to the goaltending that's the only reason the wild would have a chance to knock them off but that's all you need though i do think and it's that's kind of why i look at it like it's really hard for me to put to say either the Knights or the Avalanche have the best odds. So then I have to go and look at is it the Lightning? Can, does, the, does the Carolina Hurricane scare you first round against the Lightning? Or. I mean, that thing, Storm Surge, they do is pretty intimidating. Who knows? They can come up with whenever they do that. I mean, <laughs> holy crap, that's effective. This this year, 
I'm I have a hard time telling you who's my Stanley Cup favorite because sure. of the, the way these divisions are set up. There's not a lot of teams that I think are locks to make it out of their division. Right. Good point. Um, as much as we say they have a chance against a team like the Wild, now take the Wild out of it. Now, after playing the Wild and barely beating them in a seven-game series, now go play the Knights, who just laid the smackdown on the Blues. Yep. They're hungry, too. Yeah, so... They're hungry. It's really tough for me to pick a Stanley Cup favorite right now. I think the one lock you have to make it to the finals... I mean, the conference finals is Toronto, and that's because of the North Division. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. That's easy. The East is another bloodbath where Boston went from looking like a wounded dog to almost unstoppable now that they have Hall. But, I hate that. But the Penguins look good. The Islanders can always surprise. Yeah, that is oh, true. I'm blanking on the fourth team in that. How am I blanking on the fourth team in that? Yeah, it's getting late for us. Yeah. But <laughs> the East is another team that's just, or another division that's just a monster. It's a monster. It's just, it's sitting there waiting. And I do but, like you know, your point about goaltending, though, Grandy, because I mean, I mean, we saw firsthand in 2012 a probably let's just call it what it is a less than spectacular coyotes team get carried all the way to the western conference finals to the moon of you know or a big reason was because of mike smith i mean we had some awesome timely goals from key players got some depth scoring chipping in but i he was probably the biggest catalyst in that run so it it can work both ways for you if you've got it you've got it and it's a beautiful thing and it can take you far but if you don't have it man i would agree with that that point um and then tampa you know stud roster pretty much through and through and you got freaking vasileski back there so that's pretty solid tender there um, but yeah, yeah I, that's kind of why that. I lean towards. That's kind of why I lean towards uh, Tampa because Toronto should, should. You can always have a meltdown, especially yeah. when you're playing against division rivals. But Toronto should breeze through the North. Yep, pretty but easily. When you get to that championship game, they have that same Achilles heel. Golden. Yep. It's just because it doesn't matter if you put up six points. The other guy puts up seven. You still lose. Yep. Oh, Capitals. That's who's the fourth team in the... Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Capitals. Oh, yeah. Mr. Wilson's team. <laughs> yeah. Let's not bring that back up. Oh. <laughs> but, uh... But, yeah, it's just... This is gonna be... I think this is gonna be an incredibly fun playoffs, boys, because... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll be glued. I, I can't tell you who's gonna make... And this is why... This is why the NHL playoffs are amazing. Storylines are really good. The NBA playoffs, this year is the first year I can go into the NBA playoffs and not say, oh, it's going to be these two teams. Yep. Because the Suns, baby. (laughs) We showed up. But yeah, this is the first year I can say, 
I have no idea who's going to make the finals, either conference in the NBA. You can yep. never ever say with certainty that in the NHL. No, yeah, no, you can't. No, you can't. It's always something. Yeah, look at the Kings. Um, what, what, that same year that we went on that run, we ran. But I'm pretty sure that they were the eighth seed that year, and they just buzzed through. They were the eighth seed, and they made it in on the last game of the season. Yep. Imagine they, they were, didn't, though. They were imagine that? that was built to not do well in the regular season, but dominate the playoffs. That's what matters, I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, that's, getting the ring is kind of the, the reason why you really play, you know? It does. <laughs> Oh Let's be man, that's that so painful still, man. Oh, God, yeah, I know. If we could have found a way to get through them. I, I think you would have won it. They had the Devils in the finals, man. Yeah, that, I think you would have won it. Was not, I mean, they, they were decent. Obviously, they made it to the Stanley Cup finals, but I, I feel like we probably the Devils were made decent, it interesting. But the Devils also were the second worst team in the league just the very next year. Yep. I think we could have done it. I truly think I, I, I would die on this hill. I think if you would have beat the Kings and went on, we would have won the Stanley Cup that year. I believe it. Call me a homer. Call me whatever you got to call me. But I fully believe you would have won it. But that's just me. Oh. Would have been lovely. Wouldn't it? An NHL run team hoist the cup. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That, that's one for the history books. I mean, that has to be there something to so much uproar over that. Oh God, I can all. I can, the salt would have been delicious. We'd have a bigger asterisk next to our championship. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah, the Astros don't get one, but the Coyotes get one. We didn't cheat or anything. We're just owned by the league, so it's a problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't bang any trash cans, Astros fans. We all yeah. fight. Actually, look at that star-studded roster that the NHL put together for us. <laughs> hey, but you know what? If you don't like it. You should have beat us. Yeah, dude. I mean, that, Man, that team that, Isn't, that is speaks so not... much to Dave Tippett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, and Dave Tippett absolutely belongs. Um, as in the Natty Hattie, they brought up the second Mount Rushmore because the first four were pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Dave Tippett's a lock for that second Mount Rushmore. For sure. Absolutely. And then Antoine Vermette as well. But who's counting? Knock out the two for one with Pierre. There it is. Pierre. Hey, wait a minute. Don't bring that back up. (laughs) Wait a minute. Don't roast me on the pot again. (laughs) Do you want to move on to the next topic there, Tyler? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Before you start laughing again for five minutes straight. Oh, Oh, goodness. That was at least six and a half. Give me some freaking credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Give you some pucks. I actually don't have any. Uh, I'm glad you said freaking. That's sure great. (laughs) Um, Well, so I can go kind of out of the way here. I think um, talk of the playoffs and exciting storylines, exciting players kind of made me think of what is your ideal spot to watch a hockey game in the arena? I mean, you can guess if you really like to sit at bars, I guess that's acceptable too. But if you get to choose where you sit, where do you sit? Money's no object. You just get to sit there and mm-hmm. no COVID. So I'm going to have two answers for this. Okay. One is for me alone. Oh, that's, that's a good, good point. On the glass. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Um, I've never gotten to experience that. It's it's definitely a bucket list item is to sit on um just the experience of watching the hit happen two feet in front of you just would be an incredible moment. Um everybody I've ever everybody I've ever seen that sits on the glass raves about it. It's yeah, they're right. Watch the action, but it's just for the experience. If you're talking about watching the action, then you probably want to sit middle of the first, middle of the bottom or lower section, right where the face-off is, right where the center dot is. Um, but then my second answer would be if I had a group of people getting a suite right where the center dot face-off is would be pretty sweet. Huh, good pun. Pun intended, I hope. It, it, yes, it was. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I've sat on the glass for one game. I scored last-minute tickets. I believe the year was around 2011. They weren't very good back then. I think you're cutting in now. Okay. You got yeah, me? I'm losing you, yep. Chase. Yeah, we lost you a little bit there. All right, there we go. He's alive and well. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I've, I've sat on the glass. It's, it's a very cool experience. Um it's actually, I think it was called like the Toyota Club back when I did in like 2011 or so. Came with a pretty cool pregame meal, and then you got three complimentary drink tickets. So it was definitely cool. Um, I would have to say, though, that my favorite is about 10 rows up, as close to center ice as possible, because you don't have to move your head. You can literally see point. the entire ice surface and obviously you key in on plays and stuff like that when it's when it's going on um but if you literally just wanted to sit there look straight ahead the entire time you wouldn't miss anything yep center ice is basically where it's at i mean yep you you see everything there's no there's no vision impairment there's nothing um if you're sitting behind the net it's awesome you get to see the goal hit the back of the net, and that's an awesome thing to watch. One of the pucks on the other end, it's kind of tough. Yeah, you're watching the jumbo screen. Um, but what's yours, Tyler? So I've sat against the glass, and I've sat in the suites, not to flex or anything like that. Um, I think... It was pure that? payback, wasn't it? It was what? That was pure payback, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Actually, I sat behind the player's bench, not to flex again. Uh, you know, I actually got to see them interact and talk. See Dave Tippett draws little plans up. Not flexing. Uh, suites was pretty cool. I went to the suites uh, 2017 when Austin Matthews came to town. Me and a buddy, John, we got some sweet tickets. He got them because this girl was like, hey, you want sweet tickets? If you get this ticket package, he's like, yeah, that sounds good. So we got to go to the suites. Pretty, it, was, it was cool. But I think... Um, what you guys said about center ice being up right at perfect level, not moving your head, I'd, I'd probably say that would probably be my ideal spot if I was to money no object kind of thing. Just because I like to, I like to be in the crowd too, I like to be with just all the energy and it's just it's a blast. That's definitely where I want to sit for sure. Not flexing anymore. Sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think we all hit the center ice. We all have our different experiences we want to experience, yep. but we all hit the center ice there, didn't we? 
Oh, you yeah. can observe. You get to really take in the entire game. You get the smell of the fake ice. You get the atmosphere. You get everything right there in the dead center of it all. You're not yep. really moving your head too much. You're just right there. It it really is the perfect seats in the house. It's just, and yeah, like Chase said, about ten rows up or the middle of the section, whatever you want to call it. That that's just it. But one thing we neither of us touched on, hmm. or none of us touched on. So, gotta get end of the aisle seats. Yes, yeah, that's actually yeah, that's correct. Yep, that's it, correct. Because it always that person like to get up. up. It sucks having to stand up. It beats <laughs> having to stand to walk that inch your way across. Yep, the awkward. Fifteen other people's faces. <laughs> yep. Or you, fa- you see, it's either your alpha and you face them, or your beta and you face the ice. You know what I mean? You got to pick. You got to you got to own it when you walk that way. You got to chat it up, baby. Face them. Don't let them know you're scared of them. That's what I do. <laughs> Hell yeah, I got the popcorn. Or sorry, heck yeah, I got the popcorn and the drink. You're dang right, I did. Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a thick boy. <laughs> several areas. If I faced them, my stomach would probably knock them all. Oh, there you go. It's alpha chat them, baby. Yeah, I mean, if you sit on the end, there's less chance of uh, having my drunk butt spill my beer or, you know. On <laughs> For safety of the, of the guests, so you sit in the corners. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that makes, that's fine. I think even, I think when I went to a, what do you call it, Kachina Saturday, I set up kind of high, but it was still pretty fun. Those kind of higher up, not like upper bowl, upper bowl, but like kind of like that middle rung or whatever. Those are pretty good seats too. I like those. Oh, when you're uh, when you're upper deck, that's just when you get loud. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, I do that. have one more flex. If you guys uh, don't mind me flexing one more time, muscles are starting to hurt though. But flex away, Tyler. Uh, me and John were so loud and booed Ekman Larson so much. He actually turned up to look at us in the suites. <laughs> no joke. We, Your we said, hatred of Ekman Larson is spanned here, hasn't it? Oh, it does. I have hated this man. Sorry. Excuse me, let me use better language. I have not liked his play for many years, and that is my biggest flex. We had a couple beers in, you know, appropriately. And we're like, oh, Ekman Larson, he's like, the usual banter. He said, hockey games, I don't need to say it here. We've all been there. <laughs> and the look on his face of looking up and seeing Coyote's jerseys yell at he was like, what on earth? I just never forget the look of confusion he had when he looked up and saw that from oh. the professional Sorry. grade. Tyler, I was just going through my photos, dude, huh. and I, it was 2012, actually, that I sat on the glass, and I have a picture of your boy. Oh, Antoine Vermette? Yep, and guess what jerseys we wore? Antoine Vermette jerseys? It was the... No, the Coyotes wore the, the black alternates with the running Coyote. I do like those. I I know. I'm that guy. I don't think I love them. I'm not saying they should I be have, brought back. I have a handle of those. I like them, too. Yeah, they're nice. I think it was different. That's the one thing I can say. Like, I like the Kachina. Don't get me wrong; it is a great design. It does, at least they try to be different. It is reminiscent of the Greyhound logo, but yeah, yeah. or the Roadkill jersey. People call them the Roadkill jersey. Do have <laughs> heard that before? I thought it was different. I have a hat with that logo. Actually, it was my first online purchase to add to my age in 2012. <laughs> my first job at Taco Bell. I got my little D-backs debit card, and I bought that hat off eBay. My first online purchase. I am. I still have it. It's very yellow on the inside, but I still have that hat. <laughs> it's there. 
So at least I got you to see the light on Clayton Keller. You did. And oh, I'm yeah. a six pack, right? For this one? You still win. Because oh, those are beautiful. We you still win. But the point of the bet was to get you to see the lights on Clayton Keller and realize he's not as bad as you were trying. You're right. I will admit, on for the record, it is recording. I will say, Grandy, you were correct. I was wrong, and I apologize. (laughs) However, Ekman Larson, I am too far gone. If I see that man in public, it's on-site beef. We're going to tussle. We're going to fight. That's what it's going to be. He can be at McDonald's getting a McMuffin, living in peace. And you'll hear the Doom soundtrack playing. He's like, what is going on? In his Swedish accent. Oh, you know, what's going on? And then just wham! That's it. Fists. And then Tyler was never heard from again. Right, get just killed by the Swedish Gestapo or something, or whatever he has. <laughs> Can you say Gestapo? Or mafia. mafia? Is that better? So I said Mafia instead of Gestapo. I guess that might be more appropriate to have said <laughs> Mafia. Sorry. My bad. Oh, that's solid. Sponsor by Manscaped. Not a big deal. Hopefully. Oh. Anyways, that is, we should probably move on. <laughs> probably should. Well, we'll tie it up with our last, I guess, last two pay. I'll move the, the color thing to a, maybe an off-season topic. So just for fun and to transition beautifully into my question of the week, which I definitely did not think of last minute last week. Um, what are your top four most followed teams? I know a lot of... Uh, I know Matt complains about it a lot, but I know a lot of Coyotes fans follow other teams, or like they're only maybe just Coyotes fans or just Cardinals fans, or you know what I mean? Like they don't have all AZ. So I was just curious what you guys, uh, your top four follow teams of any sport. It doesn't have to be just hockey. Just uh, give me your list. Starting with, let's go with Chase. Let's change it up and have you go first. Throw you under the bus. Yeah, my list is going to be relatively boring, but obviously first and foremost is our beloved Coyotes. I love it next week, but not this week. A huge fan of all other sports, really, but um, I do follow pretty uh, closely scores and standings and stuff like that. Um, but um, it's all easy. You know, Phoenix Suns, the Diamondbacks, the Yotes. Um, you know, it's just those are the teams. And then uh, my college team is obviously ASU. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all AZ baby. State forty eight. Good state. You ready? You ready? Yes, I am. And all right. Oh, top- and Cardinals, of course. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think, yeah, I was like, say it's only three, I think, but I let it slide. My top three Good enough. is Arizona Coyotes. Obviously, is number one. Arizona Cardinals is number two. Phoenix Suns is number three. And then for my fourth, uh, there's two that I follow that are pretty close to each other. Do I want to go with the team I have partial season tickets to, or do I want to go with the team I have season tickets to? You could just say both if you want to. I'll uh, Why not? Go for All it. All right. Well, and tied for fourth would be the Minnesota Wild and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh, exposed. Um, it's not just me. I live in Minnesota. I mean, it it is. I decided early on I wasn't going to be one of those fans that hates the home teams and doesn't want them to succeed. They became my second teams, 
Um, it, it, wrong with that. Let go of my Arizona teams. This is a discussion me and a lot of people have had. I'm never going to let go of my Arizona teams. It's just it's too much time, too much history, too much money, too much just emotion spent on these teams to let go of them. Too many Not tears for, sure. for the Arizona Pardon? teams. Yeah, my tears especially. My Minnesota teams, in specifically the Wild and the Timberwolves, are the Wild and hockey and basketball are my two favorite sports. So that makes sense that those are the two I follow the most up here. But yeah, there it is. Not bad. Not what I expected. I follow my Minnesota teams. Nothing wrong with that. So I guess it's my turn. So I've been thinking about it, trying to arrange the correct game. Antoine Vermet is on. Oh, jeez, Louise. I don't actually like the Ducks. So. Or the or the Blackhawks. So no, that is actually incorrect. Unless it's the years like what is it, twenty eleven to sixteen or whatever. Then you're right. But uh, Kylie's first, obviously. They're my absolute. I mean, I have just so much in merch. I'm sure I've funded uh, several napkin orders for their team as it is, uh, with the amount of stuff that I bought. That was a good joke. You should laugh at that one. I'm proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd probably say. The D-backs probably second as much pain as they absolutely caused me. Like tonight, not going to mention it. Miami, just you know, it's fine. Uh, and then it, it's tough because I love the Red Wings a lot. They're definitely, they're on there. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'll say Red Wings will be number three. The number four is hard because either the Arizona Cardinals or Chelsea Football Club. I'm a huge, huge, huge Chelsea fan. Been fan for 10, 11 years now. Huge. As you see on my Twitter, I'm sure you guys are sick of seeing all that Chelsea blue on my <laughs> every time I retweet something, I'm sure it gets old, but huge fan of them. Uh you're muted anyways, it's all good. <laughs> Am I? Oh. I was like, oh okay. I was like, that was muted in the pod. I was like, dude, I really say all that not really be then you replied to me. I'm tired. I got my shot today. All right. I did my good citizen part, so I'm allowed to be a little delirious. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I don't we can't really talk much because, I mean, you're the one that has the followers, but I'm pretty sure that at least 80% of Twitter either has you muted or blocked. So, you know. Uh, 369 blocks last time I checked. So <laughs> you're not wrong in that number. I, have, uh, I was very much a very active user. Can we say that? An active user. And that's I'm pretty sure his primary account. I wonder how many is blocked on his uh... burner. Oh, the burner's pretty new. It's only... Uh, well, three years old this year, actually. So I guess it is pretty old. I guess I'm getting older than I thought. But yeah, hey, the burner's need, pretty new. We need to celebrate its birthday, Tyler. Uh, it was actually two months ago, so we're kind of late. Dang it. It's never too late to throw a party. You guys could follow it if you can find it. <laughs> you'll know it. I'm pretty sure you'll know. I, I think if you guys ever did find it, you'd be like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> It's awesome. We'll have, I love we'll it. We'll have to go detective in the off season since uh, you know we won't Good be luck. freaking. I, uh, I play it pretty close to the vest. I actually didn't follow Arizona sports teams on it until very recently. I kept it very separate. <laughs> so I was like, dude, this ever gets out, people would be like, so it's that guy. I'm like, yep, <laughs> there he is. Lock me again, but not twice. <laughs> so, but I, uh, I, so I, I, uh, I asked that question because. I know, I know, Chase, you said you're a big uh, soccer, football fan, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so they formed a thing called the European Super League, which was a total of two days old. <laughs> but it got me thinking, if we say uh, somehow the world hockey 
IHF or whatever it is, was to create a super league of hockey. What six NHL teams do you think would break away from the league? Obviously, they would never would do this, but just for fun, what six teams, or you can do four if you don't want to name that many, would you think would belong in such a league to compete with the world's best? Uh, with today's rosters? And yeah, if you had to go with today's teams, rosters. Yeah. Um, I feel like, oof, dang. Um, even though they have the, the Achilles heel of the goaltending, I feel like the Avs has got, Avs have got to be there. Um, I feel like the lightning is there. I feel like Vegas and number four. I'm struggling on the fourth one, but I'm going to go with maybe. Uh, currently sitting, I'm going to go Caps. That's good, yeah. That'd be a good one. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, not enough Canadian teams. Or any. All right, I think for me, I, I don't know if it was breaking up for you, Tyler, but I didn't hear a whole lot of what uh, Chase said. So what were his six teams? Uh, let's see. It was the Caps, the Avs, the Lightning. The Lightning, yeah. I knew it was, I was like, oh, I should have said that. Lightning, and I forgot the last one. Vegas. Vegas. They're so new, but they're going to be part of a Super League. And that's, I thought, uh, six teams? You can do six, four to six, whatever amount you want to do. Okay. That's a hard question. Well, I'm going to go right off the bat, the three easiest out there, Colorado, Vegas, and Tampa. Then I'm going to expand the border a bit and go Toronto. Then I'm going to go and add Boston and, oh, this last one's tough. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mine, I try to think of it as not just by elite rosters, but what organization would actually want to do something like that. So obviously, the Avs, I think they would definitely participate. Uh, Toronto, especially, I think they would just think they're the most elite anyway. So they definitely would be like, heck yeah, they'd probably be the founding team, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah, I'd say Vegas. They probably would join that roster. Uh, Pittsburgh as well. I definitely like the Pittsburgh pick. I would even say they couldn't hang, but they would probably try. It'd be Calgary. They'd probably find a way to be like, hey, we should go too to have that you know, Western representative there. They wouldn't hang very long, but they would sure try. And the last one, I'm going to go with, yeah, Tampa. I mean, they would just they'd mop the floor with everybody anyway, so why not have Vapileski win international tournaments? So I think, yeah, that's six, right? I hope I counted right. I believe so. All right, so I guess that's it then. Uh, any, any closing remarks for our episode? No, I mean, just uh, obviously always a pleasure chatting hockey with you boys, whether, I mean, obviously this episode was a little bit different. It wasn't all Coyotes related, uh, but speaking hockey nonetheless, always a good time with you boys. And, um, you know, obviously if you're listening, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate you hanging with us while we grow. Um and you know can't wait to talk more hockey with you boys. Same, Granny. Anything for you? Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting us and giving us your feedback and all of that. And thank you too, boys. For it's always a pleasure. I always love the opportunity to talk hockey with you guys.
Got to get back to trying to do this weekly thing. Personalized has just gotten in the way, but we'll get we'll get this down for sure. And we got an off season coming, so we definitely have a couple things planned. I think we we're trying to do a live thing for both drafts. From saying that, right? I hope it didn't saying wrong. And then we have a couple other cool uh, guests coming on for the off season. So we're looking definitely forward to it as much as Coyotes fans can. And I think with that, we are out of here. We'll see you guys next week. You guys have a good night.